The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Brought to you by Portage Family Foods, Portage at Ferry, and Dakota Family Foods. Dakota at St. Mary's Road. Hey everybody, welcome to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. I'm at the Fairmont Hotel. This isn't part of the VG Lounge, is it? No, this is a VGR right here, so we're in the restaurant. VG Restaurant. I'm with my daughter, Jasmine Bergen. Jasmine, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am excellent. Stephanie. Hi, Kevin. We are here to talk to Richard Duncan, the thank chef. Thank you so much. Yeah, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. I'm fantastic. Um, thank you all for being here, and it's just so exciting to finally get to talk about food, put food on plates again. So Isn't that I'm weird? I'm really looking forward to this, and uh, really looking forward to La Burger Week. I'm sure all the questions you've been getting lately are business ones how you do this how you get staff how how, is, how has it been here for you guys you know um for the most part we've we've been fortunate we have a real good uh base staff um the unionized staff that we've had here for a long time a lot of long tenured employees now there has been retirements there has been some people that have walked away but overall um i think we're doing a little better than most but again we we, we like it the whole world we have we have needs you know we're all shorthanded but uh I think the passion of being able to be back together again and being able to build a full team is going to put us through. So, you know, a little bit of a longer day, but that's why we love food. So, oh, hey, speaking of food, you know what? Stella sent me some background on you, so I'm going to ask you. Sure. I'm going to I'm going to ask you questions based on some of the stuff that that she sent me, and you have no idea what she sent me. She sent me all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so you have a passion for cooking that started at the age of five. Mm-hmm. What is your first memory of when you were actually interested in cooking? Like five is, is pretty young to think of someone actually yeah, being interested in cooking. Well, I'm uh, at heart, I'm a farm kid. Uh, my uh, family's from Hartney, Manitoba, uh, south, southwest. So just southwest uh, of Brandon and Surus, uh, farming community. Uh, so just watching my grandma uh, being able to cook for all the farm hens and whatnot, I uh, was always so amazed. But uh, she would always get me to help because at the age then I was too young to help the men out in the field. So I was able to, uh, I was privileged enough to get to really see how the magic happened and just seeing how uh, they put it all together. And uh, it was uh, very inspiring. So yeah. I, uh, I attribute a lot of that to the to my grandma but it's also a, a little bit of a funny one uh she would get annoyed because of, i would eat her batter like her cookie batter <laughs> and she'd be like you're messing up my yield so she's okay fine you can make your own i'm going to show you so then i would just eat the whole batter and then get sick and then i learned my lesson <laughs> that way so you know uh it was one of those fun lessons uh but uh yeah all, all from grammar really when did you realize it was something that you wanted to do for a living um you know as i got into high school i started uh doing odds and ends jobs i did start in the restaurant uh, business when i was about 15 uh just uh, being a dishwasher uh and then i kind of left the business a little bit while i was in uh, college and university uh, but i kept trying back to it i went through business administration and the whole time i just was thinking about food so um i ended up getting back into it like that so did you ever get a job related to business admin uh, I when I completed the course, we started looking at all the jobs, and I realized I didn't want to do any of them. So I, uh, <laughs> I pretty much went straight into it. I said, "What do you mean I have to sit in an office all day?" I said, "Well, that's not what I want to do." So um, I was fortunate enough to to be really surrounded. My whole career, I've been able to be surrounded by very passionate people who, um, you know, didn't mind taking the extra time to train, to teach, and to impart what they loved about it. So I think that's half the battle when you when you can see it for the love of it, um, then. They, they say if you love it, you never work a day in your life. I don't know if it's tr- that's necessarily true. I'm pretty sure we work, but uh, at least uh, as long as you go home and you still love it, then you're then you're doing what you're re- you're supposed to. Right. What about the kitchen appeal to you when you were young, and does the same thing appeal to you now as an adult? 
Um, I think so, yeah. You know, I've been fortunate to be able to work in uh, several countries, um, some where English wasn't the first language, and uh, food has kind of become an international language for me and a lot of people that I've been able to work with. So even if we don't aren't able to communicate necessarily with language, we've always been able to communicate with food. So, um, you know, for me, that, that magic has always kind of kept me back. That's always been, or not kept me back, but kept me coming back to the kitchen. Right. So... You know, also, you know, you go to someone's house, you know, you end up at a party. Where does half the people end up? They end up in the kitchen anyway. And it's, I think it's just the the noises, the smells, you know, and uh, the fact that I know I'll never miss a meal. I think that's also uh, something that always brings me back to. Do you ever get to not be a chef? You know what I mean? Like socially, there's just some jobs where, you know, everybody's got to cook. So if there's a gathering at your house or if there's a gathering at someone else's place, if you're going to someone's place and you're a chef, Everybody's always kind of looking to you that I hope he, I hope he likes it. Is this good? And if you're at your own house, you're the one cooking. Yeah, generally, generally I do end up doing it, but uh, I don't uh, I don't begrudge it. Um, I do kind of laugh a little bit when someone says, you know, we're going to a potluck, and I get everybody that brings stages of food, and they just say, oh, you're not going to put that together. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm actually having a beer in the yeah, corner, man. But okay, but. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fortunate. I uh, I made myself a promise a long time ago that uh, I would never grudge having to cook, whether that's you know finishing a long day and having to go home. You know, I'm still putting on a dinner at my house uh, for for my lady and I. You know, I I always want that to be a passion. So uh, I have not met the day where I wasn't um, you know excited to still uh, execute a, a a dinner, whether it be for two or for twenty or whatever, even after a shift. So. I'm fortunate that I haven't had that come across my desk yet where I was like, oh, come on. But I won't <laughs> no, lie, when, no. I, when there's nobody looking and it's just me, I don't mind just having a grilled cheese Mac or just, cheese. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, I go to McDonald's too. You know, it happens. Yeah. You have a long resume. Like you said, you started off in business in the men, but you've been, you've done a lot of things uh, as far as your, your culinary experience. Maybe you can give the Coles Notes version of what, what you've done and what brought you back to Manitoba. Um, yeah, um, well, I started off um, working in uh, the Storm restaurant uh, here in Winnipeg a long, long time ago, dating myself a little bit, 1995, actually. And uh, there was some really uh, impressionable chefs there. Uh, one uh, who has unfortunately since passed away, his uh, name was Andy Arjun. He was our exec chef there, as well as uh, one of uh, my good friends in the business, uh, Robin Maharaj. Uh, he kind of took me under my wing and showed me some of those things. So I was able to work um, for about 10 years, um, ended up being the chef at Mona Lisa for about uh, four or five years. And then once I finished that, I that's when I actually went back to school for culinary arts and just said, okay, I want to know why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. I understand what I do, but I want to know why. So um, with that being said, uh, I was able to join the apprenticeship program through Fairmont at Lake Louise. Uh, I was able to go through to Toronto, uh, worked for Oliver and Bonaccini out there uh, for uh, Chef Anthony Walsh. Uh, great experience getting to work at a multitude of restaurants out there, event centers. And uh, yeah, no, after that, I came back here and uh, they've been able to send me down to Mexico to work in Mayakoba. I've been able to work through the United States a little bit too. What so. a crappy job you got. Yeah, no, it was real hard, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to wake up in a nice suite and, you know. Oh no! Have to pick mangoes off a tree. Uh, <laughs> Horrible. You know somebody has to do it though. So, but you still came back here. Yeah. Well, Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg's home. I think it's uh, it's that thing. When I was young, I said, "Oh, I can't wait to get out of here." And I'm glad I did for a while. But uh, you know, there's something about this province. There's something about this city that uh, you know it, it's my heartbeat. So you know, it's where I feel most at home. And uh, you know, I love the prairies, the big sky. You know, it's it it. it it sticks to you. So when I think of the, the Fairmont hotel restaurant, obviously you think of high end food, high end recipes, 
but I was happy to learn about the backdoor burger program still lives on. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can tell people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even know you guys do that. No, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, one of the things, actually, my predecessor and I and a couple of the others, uh, but uh, Tim Palmer uh, and I, we were looking around saying, well, how do we get more people interested in, in coming down? Like, you know, it's it's not always just, and yes, we do love doing the, the five course, ten course, uh, you know, extremely nice fine dining, all that stuff. But we, we also want other people to know locally that we love food too. So we kind of took a walk around through the through all the areas downtown looking at what are, what are people eating? What is the average, you know, spend that they have for lunch? You know, not a lot. We're all working class, most of us here in Winnipeg. And who has 100 bucks to spend at lunch? You know, I know I don't. So we said, what can we do and do really well? Uh, I know, um, you know, we love burgers. We were able to uh, start having some fun. And we kind of launched this program about seven years ago out the back door and just kind of tried it. It was a, it was a very slow start, but uh, it's been very humbling even through this pandemic still seeing you know 100 150 people come down for lunch it's uh it's been great we were very hesitant with you know can we do it right socially responsible uh through this pandemic but it's uh it's stayed and uh, we're we're very proud that uh, we've been able to keep this program going it's awesome yeah it's a good program uh speaking of burgers the burger week is coming up first mm-hmm. to the 14th um what's the number one reason why you wanted to participate in it well, it's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, Manitoba, Winnipeg uh, has such a following for burgers, and uh, we we hear from them every week, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're able to see as many people as we can. A lot of these other uh, programs through the years, you know, it allows us. It's kind of a, our introduction to some people or a reintroduction to people, so we can say, "Hey, we love food too," and you know, if you liked us for a burger, maybe we can, you know, interest you in a dessert or when you do have that you know, special event, then you do think of us as well. You know, we're not exactly a street traffic place. Most of the time, if you're coming here, you're planning to come here. So, you know, I think it's very important both with social media and with these programs to remind people, you know, all the time, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing next? You know, and that's that's our mentality in the kitchen always. You know, it's we don't want to say, you know, that was what was so important with this program. We don't want to do the same burger every week. That gets boring. Right. You know, so all the time having some fun with it, you know, being a little tongue in cheek with the naming of it, you know, just so it's a little more casual. It kind of warms people up to it. You know, maybe there's some people that might have thought, hey, you know, if I'm not dressed nice, I can't go in. Well, right. no, you know, you, you can still you can still come in. It's not always have to be, you know, black tie event, but uh uh, it's it, it's just our way of making sure we can reach people and that they know we we love food. You know that was kind of our whole uh, mission when we got this started, and we're we're really proud to keep it going. Speaking of which, let's talk about the burger that you made mm-hmm. and how long did it take you to make it? Like uh, sometimes people just think, hey, you throw in a throw some stuff together, you got a burger, but there's a lot more that goes into planning what you're actually going to make. I'm uh, I'm very fortunate uh, to work with a lot of great suppliers here locally, uh, and uh, it started off uh, with uh, our meat supplier Toledo, uh, Toledo Fine Foods, Fine Meats here in Winnipeg, and uh, they had some extra stuff. I was able to kind of poke around and look around in their freezers, and uh, I drive by there all the time. Yeah. On the, on no, the, on the uh, Cole's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Cole there, but uh, yeah, no, uh, he uh, he was able to find some um, some wagyu for me, and I said, well, what if we grind it? Like, what uh, what do we need to do for that? And uh, it, it was unfortunate that it was actually a restaurant that had ordered it that had gone under, but uh, they were still had the product, so we were able to come to an understanding, and uh, you know, we said, hey, let's let's make it like I don't want something too ridiculous where you're going to make a mess of yourself but i want some high-end ingredients but so we can keep the value for our guests as well so it's not too expensive but um that's kind of where the the starting point went from that 
Um, I actually probably, you kind of might laugh at this. I spend more time thinking about the name of the burger usually than what goes in it. Uh, it what goes in it generally is a, has a lot to do with what I have available to me at the time. Um, so, you know, whether that be the pickled nectarine, we had a bunch of nectarines that came available that uh, were actually destined to be tossed out because they didn't want to send them back to the supplier you know said okay well we'll purchase those i don't want to hear that you know or working with local suppliers like greenland gardens uh, for their tomatoes all those kind of things so um and as as i said i like to have a little bit of fun with the name so um hence the you know we ask you to try to do your best joey tribbiani uh impression with how you doing and the the wagyu doing right (laughs) uh so you know and it's also you know we were kind of looking at it as you know we we're looking at this as a, a an opportunity to welcome people back you know so wh- who do we welcome back we want to welcome back our friends so it was kind of a play on words and it kind of progressed from there uh for the naming of it but uh yeah no as far as the ingredients go i just try to balance it as best as i can so there's a little bit of sweet there's a little bit of salt there's a little bit of you know texture and all that stuff so it's just fun and uh, that's the easy part of the job just getting to trial and eat so i was i probably took about a month and a half to to find, I need find I need a few more weeks to get it right. I need got to make a few exactly. more burgers. Yeah, research, research and development is very important. <laughs> Sometimes you have to take that home, that work home with you, right? So I'm having uh, a party, so I'm I got very get my fortunate. Friends. My barbecue doesn't mind cooking extra. So right. what are some of the challenges that you that you see? Like a lot of the restaurants that are it's 14 days now, mm-hmm. right? Which is double what it used to be. There are double the amounts of, of restaurants that are participating. Um, some won't participate the whole 14 days because you just can't, you know, there's staffing issues. Yeah. What challenges do you see yourself having here? Well, um, I think one of the best things that we're hoping anyway to see uh, with the 14 days is so maybe it'll be a little bit more spread out. Um, you know, there ourselves as well as many others uh, at times we'll do up to a thousand a day right. you know and that puts quite a strain when you don't have a full team so we're hoping maybe this might spread that out a little bit more uh, if we end up into that area you know we may put a cap on things as far as hey if we sell 800 today that's that's where we that's where we go because we're open for lunch and dinner across you know pick up in person as well as across skip the dishes uber eats and whatnot so um but uh, one of the things that was a bit of a challenge is that there still are a lot of supply chain issues about getting products here so that was why we wanted to make sure we sourced as much as we could here locally um you know just even ordering the products just to get it some some things are where it used to be a four-day lead time might be two to four weeks now so kind of looking at that as all of our menus for not just this program, but moving forward for the next year, it, it's going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Right. A lot, a lot of, again, like I said before, there's a lot of planning that goes in front end, back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've kind of taken the approach the proper way. Like a lot of times people make a burger or, or you know, when it comes to any specialty weeks, they'll make something that's so complex that it's, it takes a long time to make. Or maybe they didn't research on how available the products they are. Are, are, are to them to make it so it kind of made it hard on themselves but you kind of look at what you have and kind yeah. of go from there right yeah and that's also why i always like to make sure that i also it's not just everything that we do here um you know but teaming up with our other local suppliers i mentioned a couple already but i'd be remiss not to mention um you know guns bakery who's going to be making our potato buns for us just making sure it's something local you know right. we discuss hey this is kind of what we think we're going to need you know i'll start ordering it a day or two early even if it means we're putting a couple in the freezer just to give us that little bit of grace period right. but uh you know i know 
we're all excited for this. And, uh, you know, I think with the right planning, to your point, it, it, that's how you can measure your success. You know, if you're waiting on something else to come in for your own, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a stress that I don't need. I, you know, I want, I want my stress to be, you know, did everybody enjoy it? Did, you know, what can we do better next year? But, um, you know, we've been, we've been really fortunate. We've had a lot of great feedback through the last couple of years, and I'm hoping that it continues on this year. All right, the burger. We had the privilege of just trying the burger before. You described, you know what? You described the burger first, then we'll ask the ladies what they thought. Okay. Um, well, I always like to have a little bit of fun with it, uh, play with a, a couple of different um, textures as well as, um, you know, obviously flavor is important, but also looking at, for a little bit of acidity, something a little bit of tart, something a little bit salty. Um, so, you know, kind of playing with all those things. Uh, so the sweetness came from the pickled nectarine jam. Um, you know, uh, a little bit of the saltiness. I kind of did a uh, kind of a dehydrated hash, if you will. That's mm-hmm. kind of almost like a hickory stick and fried prosciutto that uh, that was on that. Yeah, it's uh, nice. The softness of the goat cheese, and then I mixed in a little bit of the almond in with that, as well as the herb. Uh, the Wagyu patty itself, uh, really nice fat content on that. So what we do is after we form it, we smoke it, cold smoke it, just so it attaches it. Didn't want too much smoke. I didn't want it to be like beef jerky, but, you know, just a, that little bit just to give that taste. Uh, and then uh, obviously the little bit of the pickled nature with the, the pickled uh, cucumber, um, tomato, lettuce, and uh, the potato bun. So uh, the guns did a really great job with me to, uh, this year. Uh, we got to design it. We started about a month and a half ago playing with some different ideas. Uh, we were looking at different toppings, and we kind of got the, uh, the heads up that everybody was doing the uh, everything seasoning from the everything bagel. So we didn't want to go that route, mm. but I did want some, uh, some fried garlic uh, on it as well as a little bit of Parmesan on the top of the potato bun as well. So uh, just trying to, you know. I want to be a little bit methodical, like as if you could have a glass of wine with it, but you could also have a beer or the sweet tea and just be just as happy. So um, I feel like a total slacker for every burger that I've ever made after you described that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jasmine. Okay. Your as thoughts. Someone who historically never finishes up any of my food. Never. <laughs> never. Ever. I finished that entire burger. I know. I'm like, what is going on here? Excellent. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you. I I finished nothing. But yeah, that was great. Like, I think the mix of the different flavors, the salty and sweet, and just having all of that really keeps you interested in it. And I'm like, I didn't get bored of eating it. Excellent. Excellent. I was saying to them, even if you have great ingredients in between what's holding it, if you have a terrible bun... It just ruins everything, but yeah, good choice on on the bun. Yeah, well, again, yeah. I, uh, I I have to say I love I love our people over at uh, Guns Bakery. Thank you a lot, uh, John and Krista. Love you guys, Stephanie. Yeah, here's another person who kind of finishes food, maybe. Yes, I said it tasted like peanut butter, um, just slightly. It wasn't like an mm-hmm. overpowering taste, um, but I like that it was like a traditional burger. Like you had your like lettuce, tomato, right? Like it looked pickles. like a burger. Yes, it looked like a burger that you want to eat mm-hmm. um and the cheese just did it for me like that was my favorite excellent it was so good <laughs> excellent well you know yeah. we always try to have a little bit of fun with it you know i don't want to do anything too much where if someone's wearing something nice that they almost have to put a bib on just to eat it or you i know, do all the time anyway a fork and knife or something like that you know not to say there isn't a place for those but uh you know we do have clients that do come in their business suits so i want to make sure i don't have to pay the dry cleaning bill too but uh <laughs> Uh, you know, no, I think there's always a little bit of a balance between tradition, a little bit of creativity, even maybe a tiny bit of bougie in there as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
you know, that's the fun balance when uh, the research and development, as we were speaking of earlier, when you can sit and just, okay, this week we're going to probably have to eat a burger every day this week just to get one that's part unfortunate. done. But, you know, somebody's <laughs> got to do it, as I it's said, horrible. and I don't mind. I've got a, a fleet of people in the back that raise their hand to, when I start doing my testing that uh, they're always happy to jump in with me. So yeah. keeps me inspired, too. As the week gets busy, how, how, how fast can you put that thing together? Um, well, we're pretty fortunate. We've got a great uh, team of professionals here. Uh, we try to tailor a lot of uh, what we do for these programs so there's limited moves. And the great thing is, is with the Backdoor Burger program, it keeps us on pace. Uh, you know, we get used to being able to do a couple hundred burgers in, in a lunch hour. Oh, yeah, that's right, so yeah. it's kind of a, just an extension of that. Uh, I'm fortunate that here I do have multiple kitchens. So one kitchen can be just doing all the prep work and then they bring it up ready to go. Uh, so the night team or the lunch team that's upstairs in this kitchen here can just execute and go. Um, but we, uh, we we make sure that it's, we want to do it so there's we don't pre-make anything. So when you when you order it, that's when it gets made. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we've gotten a lot of practice over the last seven years on how to refine the execution of it. So as I said, we're, we're very fortunate to have a lot of professionals here. So it makes it easy. I forgot about your kitchen. You Well, most people obviously wouldn't be back in your kitchen, but you have like the Super Bowl of kitchens. It's monstrous. You have like a <laughs> two-level kitchen. It's huge downstairs. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, we're pretty fortunate. Uh, we used to have four kitchens running here. Now we've got three. We've closed down our kosher kitchen just for lack of uh, business in that area. But uh, we still do use it for a little bit of prep at some, some extra areas. And I know there's lots of chefs out there would love, would love to have the problem of having 14 fridges and freezers to be able to store Crazy. stuff in. So uh, when you do get busy, there is uh, ample storage uh, for safe storage as well as, you know, making sure that uh, there's no cross-contamination because obviously there's lots of people out there that have of, uh, you know, intolerances or allergies or whatnot. So we always want to make sure that we can accommodate everybody. You know, we don't, uh, whether you're vegan or gluten-free or whatever it is, we want to make sure everybody can be a part of these programs. Nobody's left behind. That's awesome. We appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for very much for the burger. Thank you, guys. Thank it was, you. It was awesome. Thanks to Chef Richard Duncan at the VG Restaurant at the Fairmont Hotel for his excellent Burger Week burger. Wag you doing? The Burger Week continues until September 14th. Tonight, I'm going to support my good friend Tony at the Silver Heights Restaurant and try their Burger Week entry, the Achy Brecky Heart, which is a homemade apple fritter bun, certified Angus beef breakfast all beef patty, sunny side up egg, shredded hash browns, smoke cured bacon, spinach, hollandaise, and topped with roasted red pepper seasoning. Yes! 210 restaurants are making specialty burgers for the next 10 days, people. It's like the Super Bowl of burger events, and I consider myself the Tom Brady of this Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Gotta go. Thanks for listening to The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB.